of horror episode of zing this you got me sort of frightening zinger you got me queen bergtrix of the netherlands ah very good and you got me halloween phils yes phil rude has joined us as this has now become a yearly tradition where we will attempt to See who lasts longer, the Treehouse of Horrors or Zing This. I think I know the winner, but... I think we all know how that's going to shake out, but I want to play the game anyway. <laughs> exactly. So, um, two years ago, we just talked about Treehouse of Horror. Last year, we did uh, Treehouse of Horror 1, and now we are on to Treehouse of Horror II, also known as Treehouse of Horror 2. Thank you, Rocky. Uh, Treehouse Horror 2 is the seventh episode of the third season of The Simpsons. It, of course, aired on Fox, but Eric, without cheating, or Phil, if you have the memory of this, do you guys remember when it originally aired? Like, the actual date? Yes, the actual date. What am I, Rain Man? Uh, was I was about to say, hold on a second. Go ahead, <laughs> <it>? Eric. <laughs> Was it either Halloween or the 30th of 1991? It was October 31st of 1991. So, if we all go back... So, first things first. Did you watch this when it aired? If you can remember that. And I guarantee you there is only one of us who will answer that question. So, Eric, walk us through the day. (laughs) I'm fairly certain I did. I mean, it was Halloween 1991. I was like a bat that year. I remember that. (laughs) And so we we would have probably been back. And if not, we probably taped it and uh, and watched it afterwards. So, um, yeah, I remember watching it because and we'll get to that later. Why I remember watching it. But we'll get to that. All right, Phil, what about you? Was this one that you can rack back in your memory to remembering watching? Um, I like to imagine I would have had to have watched it, but also um, uh, being the good Catholic boy I was in high school, I was I had Sunday night confirmation class, and I think this would have been the year I was confirmed. So if I didn't see it live, if I uh, uh, was attending uh, confirmation on Sunday night, it there's no way that I didn't tape it and watch it either when I got home or watch it the next day. I, I had to have seen it right around airtime because I was in high school and this was like appointment television for me. This this is one of the seasons when The Simpsons was on Thursday. So this wasn't a Sunday. Ooh, okay. Uh, I amend that statement then. Um, <laughs> man, Catholicism just con- complicates everything. But... Uh, uh, yeah, I, I would imagine, same thing. I would imagine that I was either, uh, at, I might've been out on Halloween, but I wasn't trick or treating probably at toilet papering houses. Either way, I, <laughs> I saw it right around airtime. I'm sure. Well, if anyone was in the mid upper Midwest during that time, 
apparently there was the 1991 Halloween blizzard. Because I looked up uh, Halloween um, 1991, and that popped up as a story around that time. Because I was like, huh, I wonder if that was a Thursday. And yes, Eric is 100% correct. It was Thursday at the time. Um, as for this Halloween blizzard, which has me very interested all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> did over $100 million in damage as of 2005 money, and uh, the approximate snowfall in Minnesota was 37 inches or 94 centimeters if you're, you know, that. But, yeah, interesting. I guess they didn't get to watch it. As for me watching this, this is probably something I originally saw in syndication because, as I've established, I'm younger than other people on this show. Um, so I probably saw this through syndication. And it's funny because when I went back to watch this one, it's one that I don't have many memories going back to of like, oh, man, I remember these ones verbatim. So this one for me, I was like, oh, I don't remember any of these. I don't know about you guys, but this one never stuck out as a big, like, Treehouse of Horror 2, definitely a must-watch. But I could be wrong on that. I was, uh, speaking of my shady memory of this, where I do, I know I have seen this, but I was probably halfway through this episode, uh, that I just watched it this afternoon, and I was th saying, I don't know if I've ever seen this one before. I think this <laughs> could be one of those weird like blind spot episodes that I somehow missed. And then, uh, then so, like the, the cat in the second segment, mm -hmm. uh, jogged my memory and I was like, oh, okay, I've seen this. Uh, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't hardly remember this one at all. Yeah. This is one of those ones where like, I remember the segments, but I don't ever think of them as being together. Like I remember, like, I always think of them as being parts of other Treehouse of horrors. And then I see it and I'm like, oh yeah, those are like three, that were together and I don't ever feel like they were. Cause I watched it last week when I knew to get ready for it. And then I watched it about an hour before we started recording because I was like, I need, a, I need another refresher on this. So, and so once again, it is of course the three story format that the Simpsons is famous for with the Treehouse of horror until later seasons, if I'm correct, or they just do like a full hour. I mean, full half hour, just story. Yeah. Um, the other cool thing about this one is it's technically within the realm of canon, if you could say for Simpsons, because it's just dreams and stuff. Whereas the other ones are like stories kind of picked out where all these are nightmares that the three are having due to them eating, overeating candy and Marge warning them not to. Um, so the three segments, I'm going to go over them real quick, and I want to see if you guys can guess what their premise is from, since we did that with the previous one. Uh, the first one is The Monkey's Paw. I'll go over, of course, a brief description after we do this fun part. Uh, next one is The Bart Zone. And then finally, If I Only Had a Brain. So, gentlemen, what do you think The Monkey's Paw is a parody of? Don't everyone answer at once. Isn't that just like, isn't that like a, like a myth or a legend or something like that? Yeah. Like, yeah it's, it's straight it? up. The basis is the monkey's paw. Like the, actual, right. I didn't, like, I didn't know if it was like an actual, yeah. Yeah. Careful what you wish for thing, which yeah. we'll get into that in the episode. Uh, the Bart zone. That's twilight zone. Yes, That's it is. Yeah. The, uh, the bill, 
Bill Mummy episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, since my Twilight Zone mem- knowledge is non-existent, um, I'm look double checking this for Phil because all it says is, uh, the episode is called "It's a Good Life." The Twilight Zone. Yeah, so that's that's the one. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I was like, you're 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 up. Nope, there, right there. It yeah, says I couldn't, Bill... remember, I couldn't remember the time. I'm terrible with Twilight Zone like titles, <laughs> but... uh, episode titles, except for a couple of the really iconic. <laughs> time enough at last. Yeah, it's like yeah. the one that comes yeah. up. Uh, Mer- uh, 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 what is it? Madness at uh, twenty thousand feet or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, and then uh, yeah, there was something they're coming to Chestnut Street or something like that. One of those, yeah. which I can't, which I'm not even getting completely right. Monster um, Monsters on Maple Street, I think. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But you did get the actor right that that was in the episode. So I will yeah, give from, you uh, Lost in Space, and the... he made a uh, uh, novelty songs later. A really weird career that kid. Mm-hmm. By the and way, he's on Space goes coast to coast. By the way, original Lost in Space for you Netflix watchers. Right, right. <laughs> yes. All right. Now the final one, If I Only Had a Brain. Anyone want to take a wild guess at what that might be based <laughs> off of? I, that's one of those ones where I feel like it could be a little bit of everything. Like there is that one. It was like a 70s movie called like The Man with Two Brains or mm-hmm. Two Heads. And it was basically oh, yeah. like the, the end. Martin movie. Yeah. yeah, and then there, but then there's also like I, the whole like replacing the brain and the in the in the to the robot. I'm I feel like that's from something or maybe referencing something, not counting just like Frankenstein or it's, something. But Frankenstein essentially, yeah. it's it's Fra- Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Oh, okay. exactly, <laughs> Frankenstein. Thank you. Um, it according to Wikipedia that what that is what it says it is a parody of. Also. I am saying this right now. I know that a lot of these episodes are kind of like group written. That particular one, I can almost guarantee you, I can point out every single Schwarzwelder thing. Because <laughs> there's a lot of them in that episode. There's a yeah. lot of, that was a definitely a Schwarzwelder line or a Schwarzwelder thing. Because they're so weird and make no sense and just... We'll we'll get into it. Anyways, just want to go over the three. Like I said, um, each of them are vaguely based on stuff, and that's of course. When do they get into where they just straight up do full? I think we. Uh, I, I think we're gonna do this every year where we have this discuss. Up, oh, nope, it's still three. There's at least a couple more. Yeah, because there's the one where it's like kind of like the outer limits of the Twilight Zone, where Bart is sort of the host, mm-hmm. and he's going through the museum. Yeah. There's the one where they're having the Halloween party, and that's the the settings for them. So I think those at least are the. I, I think next year is the one where Bart's in the museum, and the one after that is when it's the, no, the party. Two year. We have two years from now. That is, uh, the night the night gallery, the wraparound. Yeah. Which was actually written by Conan O'Brien. That part with cool. Bart. Uh, next year's is Clown Without Pity, King Homer, and Dial Z for Zombie. So that's next year we get to look so forward to. So next year is the party one. Okay. So that's what we get to look forward to next year. But as for this year, we will start off. Okay. So I guess first things first, before we go through each episode, is there any favorite moments you want to point out before we get into the, each of the little segments that you had with this one? Uh, Phil, you are our guest of honor. I guess. So go ahead. 
Uh, you're just always here so uh like like that neighbor who won't go home but uh yeah um i i think the line wait hold on a second hold on phil are you our ned flanders uh boy am i ned flanders no i'm not, (laughs) not positive enough to be ned flanders but uh uh yeah if if zeng this was a sitcom i think i might be the wacky neighbor who I might be the Kramer who comes over. I, you know what? Better reference. You are the Kramer to zing this. All right, sir. Continue. Sorry to interrupt. Just like you said that, I'm like, oh my gosh. I I'm pretty sure he is basically our wacky neighbor. <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Burns, I think made me laugh the the loudest when um when his robot starts coming alive and he says. That fellow at Radio Shack said I was mad. <laughs> mad now? And he's just having a total mad scientist moment in uh, referencing Radio Shack. Uh, for some reason, that just uh, that that really really got me. Um, probably more than anything else in um, in this year's Treehouse of Horror. I'm I'm not. Maybe I'm jumping the gun here. I'm not trying to dump on this episode but i think there was a reason i didn't remember a lot of this stuff and a lot of it kind of fell flat for me this uh, on this one um i don't know if that has to do with it still being like early simpsons this is only season three Mm -hmm. maybe still finding their feet a little bit and finding their formula there were singular jokes that that really hit me but a, a lot of chunks of it just sort of flew by me um, and I don't know if anybody else felt that way or if I'm, uh, uh, the lone curmudgeon on, on this episode mm-hmm. this year. As you are with most things we bring you on for, but who <laughs> knows, Eric? All right. Uh, um, favorite moment or favorite segment before we dive into each of them. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Phil. The Mr. Burns stuff gets me. Um, I love the Radio Shack joke. Uh, so two 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 things uh, that he does that have stuck with me all these years. The the one way when he when they're dragging Homer out, so they're just like, ah, sir, this course is making noise. He's like, what do you think it is? The booger man, and the way he <laughs> says booger man cracks me up without fail. And I will say that from time to time, <laughs> just in various where if, if saying something about a boogeyman is is relevant, I will say it like the booger man. And then the the, the thing I was going to say earlier about um, it, and I and I'm saying this is a favorite part because it's an actual line and moment. Uh, but the thing I I remember seeing this when it aired because it actually scared me. I don't know why, but when he puts Homer's brain on his head, he goes, look at me. I'm Davy Crockett. (laughs) (laughs) When I saw that as a kid, it scared the hell out of me. (laughs) Now, now not only is that another thing that I say, whenever I put like a hat on, I will say that. It doesn't, it can be like a baseball cat. I'll be like, look at me. I'm Davy Crockett. But as a kid, scared the heck out of me. The Uh, more Simpsons episodes I do with you guys, the more I am learning that, 90% 90% of Berg's vocabulary and everyday speech is repurposed Simpsons phrases. And you're not wrong. You're, you're, you're technically <laughs> not wrong. Through, through your day, like doing the voices, everything. The, the mannerisms, <laughs> acting out just random. 
Well, the funny thing is, every I I think we've stopped pointing out, but there probably is a Simpsons reference in each episode, and I'd say ninety percent of the time it's Berg that brings it up, but we don't call them out anymore because they're so subtle now. Because it's it's and in there are times where I'm even saying them and I won't even realize it's a Simpsons thing because I say it, and I'm like, oh yeah, it was from an episode of the Simpsons like two hours later. <laughs> Um, so the burn stuff, I, like I said, there is a reason I am almost positive Schwarzenegger wrote the Homer's nightmare because of the way burns acts. It's very Schwarzenegger in the sense of, I, I know from reading his books, I know from watching the commentary, I'm sure if I watched the commentary, I should have done that. I should have watched the commentary for this one. I'm sure they would have pointed out that in the script dialogue or in the thing, Burns for no apparent reason puts Homer's brain on heads and brain on his head and remarks how he's Dave. Look at me, I'm Davy Crockett. Like I can see that being written. Also, the him <laughs> beating the crap out of Homer in the in in the body bag is just the Swartz. It, it just seems like a Swartzwell thing for no apparent reason. Burns beats the crap out of Homer when he's in the body bag for scaring Smithers. It, it just. For some reason, that calls out to me, and I know I will never get the answers to those because Swartzwelder will never return anyone's phone calls or do any conversation or he's writing a tell-all book that i will read intent in very intently um while homer's nightmare is my favorite my favorite moment comes from bart's nightmare actually and it is when homer's watching the football game (laughs) (laughs) and he, he vanishes and you hear the commentary and you know where it's going like you instantly know where it's going. I just love that joke of because the joke is Bart wants Homer to change the channel back. Bart has mysterious powers. Homer doesn't because he's wanting to see the end of a football game. Homer vanishes, and then the commentator is like, "The ball's up, and it's turning into a bald fat man." And it's just you hear Homer, <laughs> ah, bam, and then he just shows back up at the house. With a bandage on his head, and then does the whole like, <laughs> the boy can read my thoughts. Think happy, like it's it's great. I I, I love that joke for some. Like I said, the burn stuff is amazing. It's just that one particular joke I found endlessly amusing. So and and that the field goal missed. So Homer gets yeah. his his payoff uh, too. <laughs> yeah, I, it, icing on the cake of that. It, it it after after a few weeks ago, I'm sorry, I know this is not a sports cast, but a few weeks ago with football, no one can make a field goal. It, oh yeah. Thinking about this. Um so the plot for the episode, we're just gonna kinda go over a brief sum summary of it. Talk about favorite moments, stuff like that. Uh it's introduced by Marge again, just like last year, and she's commenting how nobody listened to her from last year and everything, and then says how, you know, no one's going to listen to her this year either, so go ahead and watch it. It sets up the Simpsons coming back from trick-or-treating. And the prim- Bart's dressed up as a, um executioner, because he has a black hood on and an axe. Lisa is a totem pole. Maggie just has a, a witch's mask on? A witch on? mask. Okay. Yeah. And um, Marge is... Um, the bride. The bride of Frankenstein. Streak, yeah. Yeah, or the bride of the monster. If we want to get technical, Frankenstein's the. Anyways, anyways, so that's the setup, and Marge warns them not to eat too much candy. Going into the nightmare, first one's Lisa, 
with Homer buying a monkey's paw. And there's, God, I forgot. There, there's another real funny moment in that. Um, anyone want to take a guess at what the what I'm getting at for the funny moment when he buys the monkey's paw? I mean, which one? There's a the whole thing leading up to him is hilarious. When he when the 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 guy he bought it from has disappeared. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that is oh, one. Oh, there he is. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Sorry. <laughs> that it, it's it's just great because of the like. Oh, he's got. Oh no, wait there. And it's just like the 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 after added line of the guy's obviously not talking in the animation, but they threw that in. I always get that part mixed up with the because I guess it's next year with the haunted with the killer crusty doll, and mm. I was I always mix up the shopkeeper from that with the shopkeep with that shopkeeper right there because I was like, wait, where was the line about the the oh that's good oh that's bad and I was like, oh wait, that's the crusty doll. So I always isn't, get those mixed up. Isn't the shop owner in the next one just the guy that just like slurs his s's and everything? I couldn't, and I couldn't remember. I, I can't it's remember. Been a while since it, I guess. I guess I'll see. It. I'm, I'm sure I'll see it before then, but yeah. I'm sure I'll. We'll, we'll we'll touch on that next year. So Homer gets a monkey's paw. If you're not familiar with the monkey's paw curse, it's basic. I mean, the premise of the episode basically explains it. Uh, you're able to get four wishes because in the Simpsons world, instead of five fingers, they have four. So monkeys apparently also have four fingers, and uh, everyone argues over what to wish for, and Maggie actually gets the first wish and it's for a new pacifier which if which i didn't ever realize until the hour ago when i watched it nothing bad happened yeah there was no like bad thing she just got her pacifier other than it wasted quote-unquote wasted a wish but nothing bad happened to it or anything yes and that's the whole premise with this is um you can't wish for something without it having ill effects because like you you can't get something for nothing um I remember when I took Latin in high school, we did the Midas myth and everything. And there was the whole, like one of the, one of the questions on the test, it was for fun, for extra credit. What would be your perfect wish? And the teacher would like write like a little note beside it. Like, cause if you're like, Oh, I want to be rich. It'd be, you would get, you would get um, in trouble for embezzlement or some kind of money fraud. Cause you can't make money out of nowhere or counterfeiting. If you wanted to be famous, you're famous for killing somebody. It's 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 stuff like it was it was stuff like that to where it's like the immediately bite you. Which on that note, Bart gets the next wish, and it is for them to be rich and famous, and everybody's tired of hearing about them and everything. And I kind of thought it was funny because I'm like, I bet they wrote a lot of this stuff as a joke, but now what? Thirty years later we're still watching the Simpsons and I'm like, these jokes have aged phenomenally about how everyone's tired of the Simpsons, even though the Simpsons now is just another show on TV. It, I don't know. Well, no, this it... was the Simpsons at the time too, when they were marketed to death and they were t-shirts mm-hmm. and yep. like they make the joke about the Simpsons Calypso album. <laughs> there were Simpsons music albums out and they were, and, and it really was like, oversaturation and over like <laughs> merchandising of this this car you know cartoon family and people were starting to go oh my god it's everywhere just mm. you know and then it it i think it was very self-aware in the same way like there's an early episode where they're watching like the 
Macy's Thanksgiving yes. parade. <laughs> and uh, Homer's like, oh, man, every Flash in the Pan cartoon character's got his own balloon now. It turns away, and then there's, <laughs> there's a, a bar Bart balloon <laughs> that floats across. Like, they were very aware of how oversaturated, you know, how much Fox was trying to cash in on the show. And I think it was the beginning of them making fun of Fox as well. Mm-hmm. Which Fox apparently, I, I know in some seasons they loved being mocked. Because I know, um, it's not Richard Branson. Rupert, Mur- Rupert, Rupert Murdoch Mur- yeah, has was on the show several times. And almost every time he was either in jail or doing some crime of some sort. Mm. <laughs> well, it, it was... And- and there's the whole thing where it's like he wanted to sue the show, and then it was like you're essentially suing yourself if you do this. So. Yeah. Um, the next wish was um, by Lisa when everyone's hiding in the attic trying to get away from all the fame and fortune they had. Um, she wishes for world peace. Everyone throws out their guns, disarms every all the nukes and stuff, and... Um, <laughs> Of course, we get Kang and Kodos coming to enslave everybody with a <laughs> slingshot and a club. Yes. <laughs> and they're able to, um, well, while this is all going on, Homer finally gets a wish. And he demands for, uh, Eric, I'm sure you can give the exact quote. Because it just says on here, a turkey sandwich. But I know he had like a ton of like... <laughs> Don't make it this. Arrive. Don't make it this. Let us say I don't want. I don't want the it to be zombie turkey, or I don't want to be turned into a turkey. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just want a turkey sandwich, and the, it's dry. <laughs> the turkey is dry. <laughs> now, I know we have a lot of food discussion on Zingness, Eric. Yay or nay on turkey, and is it too dry normally for you? I, I like turkey, and. I don't think it's too dry. I kind of like it when it's like fresh turkey, like from Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it being a little bit dry because there's so many when you're putting on when you're making like that Thanksgiving leftover sandwich that has like mashed potatoes and gravy and and stuff in there. You kind of need that to not be too moist because you need it to kind of counterbalance all those moist things you're putting on. So, but Homer's, I don't know. I didn't have a bite of Homer's, so maybe it was a little too dry. I th- I think the rise would dried it out. Phil, what what about you? You a turkey sandwich man? You get those uh, pub subs? You get those turkey pub subs? Uh, not my not my first choice, but I will eat a turkey sandwich on occasion. Usually a Thanksgiving leftover, and I do the dark meat, so it's not too dry. Ooh, oh. dark meat is dark meat is supreme. For dark sure. meat is is the way to go uh, every time. That 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 is true. I've 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 kind of tried to switch over a little bit more to guys. My turkey. cholesterol is insanely high. Yeah, uh, just. <laughs> I was about to say I've tried Same. tried to switch over to a little bit more fowl in my diet. Trying to switch over to more turkey, more chicken stuff like that. Trying to stick away from the red meats and I'm kind of coming around on turkey. I don't know if I can ever come around on turkey bacon, but I'm coming around on turkey overall. And I think that's more of like you know like how you get the meat sliced meats. I think the dryness comes from like a tra- like it came off of a bird. That's where you're gonna get that dry from, but. Also, I was about to say, do you like your turkey dry or wet? And I stopped earlier because I'm like, nope, wet's not Delicious the right term. <laughs> and then, Berg, you did say moist. I'm like, okay, that would have been the correct thing for me to say was yes. do you like your turkey dry or moist, <laughs> which still doesn't sound right. Um, yeah, moist, moist is good, but yeah, you don't. You, you give me some of that wet turkey. Over there. <laughs> Slap that wet turkey on the loaf. Um, 
So after all the wishes are used up, Ned gets it. Um, wishes for the aliens to leave. Aliens are chasing Mo. Mo runs back after them with a hand with a um, board with a nail in it. <laughs> which is it's just funny because the response of oh no he's got a board with a nail in it and then they Kane and Kodos have that whole speech with each other mm-hmm. Eric go ahead they'll get a bigger board with a bigger nail until they destroy the planet <laughs> which is is just amusing there's the whole that that's all it took and then Ned gets a transforms his house into a castle and Homer wishes that he could have I wish I had a monkey's paw Yes, um, Lisa, of course, from the nightmare, um, wakes up screaming and everything. I don't know why she wakes up screaming for that. Like the the other two, there, there's there's obvious correlations to why they wake up from that one. Um, Bart's nightmare is set up by narration that in Springfield there is an ominous power, and it is Bart because he's able to read people's minds and basically transform anything into whatever he wants and everyone tries to please and make him happy as we went over um oh i guess the first thing was him turning the cat into the i want to say the thing from the end of that one bugs bunny donald duck right which i why can i never get those ducks right when we talk about them i can get them right any other time but not when we're recording (laughs) Um, no, the first one before that was was Jasper being turned into a dog. Oh, right, it was because I always oh, I yeah. always crack up that. He's like woof woof woof. <laughs> <laughs> Jasper is an underrated character. Jasper is an underrated character. Um, there's no grandpa in this episode. There's not. I was like, no. is there grandpa anywhere in this? I'm like, I don't think there is, because normally they're together, and normally Schwartzwelder loves using grandpa. Um. But they, he turns the cat into this, like, creature that breathes fire and all that. And you can tell everyone's, like, on edge around Bart because... Oh, and what was it with the test? Like, history was changed due to Bart's answer. <laughs> oh, yeah. America was founded in 1942 by some, some guy. guy. And it's no longer America. It's Bonerland. Yeah. Bonerland. <laughs> <laughs> See if I can pull up the other answers on that test real quick. Oh, he, he also us. drives the bus to school. And I did want to make We're a... We're all going to die! <laughs> I did want to make a comment on that. Um, the animation is of the bus sort of bouncing along. <laughs> and I did not intentionally ask Phil to be on for this, but Phil, I know you have, in your artwork and in your um, comics drawing and stuff, you normally draw like vehicles moving as like them off the ground. Right. Is, yeah. is that is is did you take any inspiration from this particular episode? No, I do <laughs> that uh, because I I draw pretty stylized anyway, and then with a static image, that's just a easy way to show like a lot of motion and energy in it. Uh, to have it in a moving uh, piece of animation on a straight road was just like it was a bizarre choice, but it was also like I guess. Bart can do whatever he wants. Why wouldn't he just make this the wildest ride he possibly uh, possibly could? Uh, uh, but I think my favorite part of that is it just cuts to like an establishing so- shot of the school after that. 
and the bus is like on its side and smoking in front of the like it's just like yep that just left the bus there and it's <laughs> it's just kind of like up to your imagination how they rolled in there so i have the rest of the test questions by the way and answers that you can see in the episode question four because we went over the first three question four is who was our country's first president any guesses on what bart put Custy. Eat. Next question. When did the Civil War begin? Any questions? I mean, Wait, any any guess you, guesses? What did you say the answer was? I eat. I eat. 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 Like yes, like, like eat. Like you're eating yes, something. Like you eat something. Okay. <laughs> the next one is when did the Civil War begin? Any guesses? Was it before 1942? Phil? No. I got nothing. My is the answer Bart gave. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I see, I see where this is going. going. The next question, <laughs> I, I, it's it's cut off, but it's it's basically looks like it says Civil War end, so I assume it says when did the Civil War end. Any wild guesses on what the final <laughs> answer is? Shorts? Shorts. Yep. Uh, so, his que- so his answer basically has eat my shorts for the last bit of that. Um, no, and it's one of those things, like, Futurama's really good if you freeze frame. There's a lot of visual gags. The Simpsons has them, too. It's just, I never thought of freeze framing it. So that's why I was like, oh, let me go back real quick and see what the other questions are, because I know there's more. So those are the answers. Um, also, the whole um, Skinner singing... Hello, my oh, baby. Yeah. Hello, my darling. <laughs> Is he supposed to be bad at it? Because I'm like, wasn't he part of the barbershop quartet that they had earlier, or was that not yet? In the I, I mean, I, I just think uh, that hadn't. I don't think that it happened yet. But I mean, I just think that was him. Just, I think, I think it's purposely made up to be a little bad to be just kind of like spur of the moment it's humiliating kind of to skinner which is yeah part one yeah but not as humiliating as what he does to mo <laughs> 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 it's it's great because th- this was this was back when he used to do the prank crank phone calls to mo all the time and it's just mo just going i'm a big dumb idiot with a big dumb, it's it's just a. T- Eric, do you ever memorize? <laughs> my butt smells. I don't, but I just read my butt smells. <laughs> so, like I said, this this one's funny for like I said the one moment with the whole um, Bart turning Homer into the football, and then Homer becoming the um, Jack in the Box and everything. Oh wait, there there was another good good line with uh, Doctor Marvin Monroe who wasn't. Is dead or wasn't? Sorry, I can never remember the early seasons. I know he's dead later, but because it's a dream, he's, is he alive? I think I mean, he's he, still around at this point, right? Yeah, it was just season three. It was just season three, and okay. he, even his death was was never really like mentioned. It was just sort of like the Marvin Monroe Memorial Hospital, so it was just kind of assumed. Ah, um, during that time, we also cut to Krusty, who's been going for like hundreds of hours straight because Bart won't let him not be on the air. <laughs> Um, but the, but the Dr. Monroe bit with the, ah, Homer, I see you're agreeing with me. And it's just, yeah. since he's a slinky and he's like, no, you've got the, you got the AC on it's the air conditioner. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's basically told to spend more time with Bart and it basically, the, 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 that segment ends with him and Bart sort of having like a father, good father, son moment. 
And of course, Bart wakes up screaming from having a actual positive interaction with his father. So great end to a great joke, in my opinion, with that whole thing. So, Eric, how well do you think you know Homer's nightmare? I mean, pretty well. All right, go for it. Give us give us a rundown of that All one. All right. All right, Homer's nightmare. So Mr. Burns is, uh, they're looking to fire someone. So <laughs> they see Homer asleep at the job. And so uh, Homer, and they're like, he's like, Homer, Samson, Homer, Samson, wake up. And uh, he's like, how do you know I was sleeping? The camera's like right there in his face. Uh, so anyway, he gets fired and, he, and Homer ends up getting a job as a grave digger. And he falls asleep in a grave that he's digging meanwhile mr burns fires homer because he's like well you know we can we can make because the you know even though the guy at radio shack did not believe him uh, (laughs) (laughs) he can make a robotic worker who and he has this big robot that looks just like a giant like eight foot tall robotic homer uh they see homer sleeping in the grave they think he's dead um they take and smells too and smells, <laughs> and then uh, then they take it back. Uh, he he asks Smithers if he's scared of the booger man. Uh, they cut Homer. They cut Homer's head off, and when the top of it falls off, it makes it sound like a cup is, or a bowl is dropping on the ground. Uh, he takes the brain and the spine out and says, "Look at me, I'm Davy Crockett." Puts it in the uh, robot, and the robot proceeds to act like Homer. So. He, after realizing his plan isn't going to work, he's getting mad at the robot. He barely kicks it and it falls over and crushes his body. So uh, the brain is returned to Homer. Homer wakes up thinking it's a dream, uh, only to turn around and find out that Mr. Burns' severed head is sewed to his body. And now he's the two-headed man. And uh, he's, and then Lisa's like, oh, we've got a all-you-can-eat spaghetti dinner at school on Tuesday night. And he's like, woohoo! And... Mr. Burns is like, we can't do that. We're hosting Queen Beatrice of the, ne- of the Netherlands. And I was like, oh, I hate having two heads. So I guess it's not that canon because it ends with Homer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Burns. That is. Oh, test. wow. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I thought he woke up from that, too. Also, $28 an hour back, he, in, back in the 90s. He, he, that's good he, money. He, I, know, I know. I thought about that when I saw the price. I was like, that's a good price now. Yeah, thirty years ago. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so this this one, like I said, I I swear this entire thing was Schwarzenegger, and I want to like do some research to see if I can find out more because I said it's got so many dumb Schwarzenegger jokes in it. Um, I've got the uh, Davy Crockett thing here, Zinger. If you if you want it from Wikipedia, okay. Uh. Let's see. Then head writer Jay Kogan, who created the Davy Crockett joke, thought it was so funny, he actually mimicked the actions of Mr. Burns putting on Homer's brain in the writing room. (laughs) And the producers thought it was hilarious, so they decided to add it into the episode. Okay, well, Uh, I was wrong on that, but 110% like believe that that was acted out like that. That's, I mean, that's what I love to picture the Simpsons writing room being is a lot of riffing and just just acting out these absurd scenarios and making each other laugh and then going, OK, uh, let's work that in. That's a great joke. Let's drop it. You know, they have the plot and then they just work the jokes out. And like just to hear that that's where that came from, according to Wikipedia. Anyway, take it with a grain of salt. 
is just like it's like that confirmation you want. It's that validation of like, yes, that's how I want the show <laughs> to be created. And you're telling me that's how it is. And it works for me so good. I also like the random cutaway to them eating pizza. Like, it's, it's in between them, like, taking out Homer's brain, setting up the whole, like... With, with the ice cream scoop? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn it, man. This is brain... Su- this, this is, is a rocket, rocket science. science. This is brain surgery. Now, hand me that ice cream scoop. Um, also, in another Futurama reference, it's kind of funny because in a later, ep- later episode of Futurama that comes probably... I'd say 20 years later, not 20, 10 years later, God, I'm getting ahead of myself, um, Fry gets a, Fry gets his head t- um, attached to Amy in the yep. exact same way. So, inspiration possibly? Who knows? But Well, there's a later episode where Mr. Burns is inside Homer's skin. Oh, oh yeah. So there's a lot of like weird body horror that works its way <laughs> into The Simpsons. It's subtle, and apparently the most horrifying thing of it all for Eric is putting someone's brain on their head and being Davy Crockett. It, I, I to this day I still can remember like seeing that in like I had like a bad dream that night, and you know what? It like, kind of all comes back, comes full circle. So I think I ate a lot of Halloween candy. <laughs> And I saw that, and I remember having a dream. I don't remember what the dream was, but it was definitely inspired by that happening. And I think that is what made it scary. Like, I saw it, and it was kind of, I was unsettled, and then I had a bad dream related to that. And, uh, yeah, but now it's it's one of my favorite Simpsons jokes. There is something about brains, I think, that is really creepy to little kids, because it used to freak me out, too. Yeah. Um, There's an old 50s B movie called like Attack of the Faceless Zombies or something like that, and the the faceless zombies look like little tiny brains, and they would fly around and attack people. And that movie, I watched it on like Sven Gulli or something when I was a mm. kid, and it scared the living shit out of me and uh, <laughs> like kept me up at night. It was so bizarre, just what a little flying brain uh, could make me think of. And, and put that, like, horrific imagery, no matter how cheesy it was. And this thing that they, the the Homer brain that he pulls out of there, it's got, like, the top of the spinal column on it. It's a really, it's a really cool drawn brain. And it, it looks is. a little bit freaky. I kind of get it, where you were, it would freak out a little bit. Well, right before that, too, you had where he was looking at Smithers, and Smithers' like head turned into just a brain with glasses, <laughs> yeah. too, which looked different from that exact thing. Look, looked different from Homer's brain when we saw it later. Like Homer's brain had more detail with like the spine and everything, so that is kind of we got two images of it. Um, <laughs> Doing okay over there. <laughs> I'm just, just, I'm just thinking about. Just the more I think about, just on repeat. Look at me, I'm Davy. It's, it's cracking me. I'm, I'm waiting to get a message from Berg tomorrow. Like I was up all night, I couldn't sleep. I had a horrible I nightmare. <laughs> reliving his childhood trauma all over again. <laughs> So, uh. so I, I, I guess I mean we've spoken very positively of this, but with the ability of God, thirty years, yeah, thirty years of hindsight now. Oh my gosh, we are actually going to be thirty years for each of these now. 
Yeah, I, I thought about that just a few minutes ago. I was like, we're we're network, we're officially thirty years off, which is good. Wow. All right, let's say the season stops right now, and we finish this out. Jesus, I will be seventy six years old by the time we catch up to all all the Simpsons. Sixty five. Uh, yeah, we'll 67. all be yeah. living on our social security checks, and uh, God, we, and we won't even have a podcast. Netflix. By then, it will be like <laughs> something. I, I Gramcast. It's all printed on um, Golden Grams. Serial reference. Moving on. Um, so with thirty <laughs> years of hindsight, yay or nay for this one? Because it was an early one. We have pointed that out, and a lot of us took a lot of time to remember it. But, but. We all seem to have some good memories of jokes from this one that we apparently just cannot stop laughing about, Eric. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's fine. It's perfectly entertaining. It's perfectly entertaining. I was going to say entertainable. <laughs> it's perfectly entertaining, but it, it was the second one. And the first one is just so iconic. And then I think year three is when they really hit their stride. So I feel like it's kind of sandwiched in between two really solid ones. And so, again, while it's I feel like it's a solid episode on its own in the grand screen scheme of Treehouse of Horror, at least the first, you know, 10 or so, 10 to 12 years of Treehouse of Horror, it does kind of get lost in the mix. And like I said, these individual uh, the individual segments, I I know them very well, but I always think that they're like a year before, a year after, a couple years after, not like all sandwiched in together. All right. Phil, what about you? Yeah, I think there's some really solid jokes as, you know, you start going over them with a fine tooth comb like we do. Uh, it's it becomes more evident. There's some really great jokes in here, but uh, some of the segments fall uh, fall a little flat as a whole. And, yeah, I think I think there's the seeds of what the good Treehouse of Horrors are to come being planted here. Uh, I like, I love the twilight zone parody for a lot of the same reason that I love the Raven parody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a parody of something that I personally am a big fan of. So like, it's really well, it's really cool to see that twilight zone episode done in the world of the Simpsons. It's not like laugh out loud, funny through most of it. It's just cool to see that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's, it's hard to say, there's nothing good in here because those Mr. Burns, I mean, this is the best version of Mr. Burns, right? He's miserly. He's crazy. And he's, I love when they show super weak Mr. Burns and when he, he barely kicks Homer and he can't run away. And he's just like (laughs) that just feeble, feeble, evil old man. Like it's the best version of Mr. Burns. And that in and of itself is really funny. But jumping... uh, great jokes, but really just not one of the great Treehouse of Horror uh, episodes. I think it just there, there's better stuff to come, but not not terrible either. Yeah. But jumping to only moments before that, he was beating Homer senseless with yes. a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> you mean it's more senseless because he was already passed. Yeah. Out. yeah. <laughs> Like, like I said, I, I, I do, do do like feeble burns. I do like just maniacally evil to be evil burns. And it they sometimes write burns so well. And this is a great moment where they just get to have that character be just comically just as evil and yeah. as 
miserly and everything in between as they need to be for it. So overall, while I was not like, oh man, this is this is some, it does have some like I said, the Davy Crockett thing is a great joke. The football <laughs> homers great and the the um the turkeys dry is just a great I there's great moments in each of these and like I said, I think Phil Phil said it said it best. They they planted the seeds that would grow into the mighty tree that we they will build the treehouse in as the seasons go on. So any final thoughts, gentlemen, as we close out another year of us vainly attempting to even come close to the greatness that is The Simpsons. Treehouse of Horror episodes. End statement. <laughs> uh no, I I think uh, we covered everything except for Homer uh, getting busted smuggling souvenir out of uh, oh. whatever land they were. Like that's the other uh, really good joke. Is when it, it turns out to be a two dollar American. Two when American you asked, <laughs> yeah. when you asked me earlier about what happened next, that's what, I I don't know why my mind went there other than the the tornado, the little or the little sandstorm. Because yeah, that that joke cracked me up. He's like, you have to pay yeah. a fine him. Two like American Express. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, uh, no, I, I, uh, outside of that, I, I think I hit all the high points and uh, all the low points that I wanted to dig on this one. Well, you bring up a good point with that joke because I completely forgot about that joke till you started to say it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that wasn't like that's the weird yeah. thing. These are so jam packed with jokes, and it's weird because you're like thinking that could be from any other episode, but it. It was a great one having yeah. that whole standoff, and then it just turns into yeah, that'll be two dollars. That's like it's one of those things that The Simpsons does, like where they they will take a thing and like the monkey's paw, like we said, it's not a direct parody of anything, but it has like miniature parodies of all these other things, and like any given Simpsons episode will have one joke that's a parody of of something else. So they have like the the alien invasion thing that's a parody of like B movies and that tarmac thing is a parody of midnight express and uh just uh, there's a, a slight parody of gremlins in selling the monkey's paw you know like mm -hmm. the 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 exotic yeah. shopkeeper who sells the the gremlin and knows he shouldn't and it just like all these tiny little parodies without that segment being a direct parody of any one thing Go ahead, Eric. I I agree with what Phil said, it, and I've brought this up before last year, and I brought this up when we did our just overall one a couple years ago. I next like year my, too, and I'll bring it up next year. I'll bring it up for many years to come. But I do <laughs> I like with the Treehouse of Horror, and so I I can't remember what the parody was from this year. It's like the thirty third or whatever Treehouse of Horror this was. Uh, I think I had a, to look it up last year, so I will, while you're talking, see if I can it, find out. They did the parody of the movie. Not that they didn't do these in early ones, but it was like, let's put, let's let's just condense the plot of a movie to 10 minutes and just straight up replace the characters with Simpsons characters. Almost not even having the Simpsons characters act like themselves, but just like, right. hey, here is the matrix with Homer as Neo. And it's like heart with maybe dough in there or something like that. But back then you're right. I liked when it was more vague, when it was sort of a, like, let's take this sort of creepy myth and let's add in these little bits and pieces that are kind of part of horror, uh, pop culture or just pop culture in general and kind of put them together. And yeah, then there's the twilight zone episode, but this is not the Simpsons 
being in those roles from like a 1950s instead of the 1950s like it's set in quote-unquote modern springfield right it's playing that plot of that episode is playing out as it would in the simpsons not the simpsons exactly. are exactly. taking place yes. it's the same with the shinnan it's <laughs> the simpsons yes. it's not it's it's not jack torrance being played by homer it's Homer is in the Jack Torrance role and how they would react. And that is when I think Treehouse of Horror shines and is like that. And there are still early examples like coming up next year is going to be King Homer. And I love King Homer, which obviously we'll talk about next year. Mm -hmm. But it's clearly like those characters are playing themselves and the characters they are. And they're being they're their actual characters are shining through. They're not saying Joe King Kong or whatever. So I think these early ones are still like really good examples and I still very much look forward to them. But yes, there was one in particular this past year that I remember it was like, oh, it's just the Simpsons and they're was it I can't remember what it was, but I, I have was the like, list oh. in front of me. It All was right. five <laughs> segments, by the way. Yeah, there were there were kind of some little, little interstitial things in there, but go on. They did Bambi, Parasite. It says there was no inspiration was... for Nightmare on Elm Tree, so I guess you can take a hint from that. The artwork of Edward Gorey. Yeah. And then the final one was The Ring and TikTok. As yeah, it in was the app TikTok. Yeah. No, it was really weird because it's like the um the it was it was the parasite one i was like parasite's not i mean it's a thriller but it's not really like a halloween movie and it was weird it was like if you've seen that movie it was like they took like two kind of major points from the movie and just did that and then it had a really weird way it ended it was the weirdest like it was like they rushed it and i was and i was just like eh. and then that, the, the the tree one was basically a combination of the um attack of the 50 foot eyesores and then, then when they did the spoof of um charlie brown with the mm. Great Pumpkin and the Great Pumpkin King. It was basically right. like those two things combined because it was just giant trees taking over Springfield. And I don't even remember the other one. So it was just – it's like – it's that kind of stuff. It's like they feel ha very half-baked or sort of like let's just insert The Simpsons or let's just do this random thing. And it's like it doesn't feel like it had this like true like let's be creative. Like I don't know. A lot of people online were saying, oh, this is the best Treehouse of Horror in years. But I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I, I know what you're saying. It's about the – there's a – when I was a kid, I used to get these uh, comics that were like the Muppets from the Muppet Show, and they would have these parodies of current movies. But it was always the Muppet. It was like Kermit was Kermit playing this character, and it was very right. much the character was Kermit, and and whoever Fozzie Bear was parodying was he was telling bad jokes and and being booed out of the room, you know. And it was just <laughs> it like the characters were intact. Uh, but being dropped into another world, but still being the characters. And I think I, I totally agree that that's what the Treehouse of Horror series does when it does it well. Those are the best segments because yeah. later on it does. It gets to be I know I bitched about this before, but like they just start parodying like James Bond movies and, yeah. and Avatar and things Mr. that aren't even horror or scary. <laughs> and it's just sort of like an excuse to have the Simpsons do something out of canon. Yeah. So I, I do want to point this out real quick for the listener. Um, putting a note in here that in 30 years, when we are talking about those episodes of Treehouse of Horror, I'll make sure to reinsert your opinions from when you originally watched them, Eric. So just <laughs> gonna Watch have to that. try to remember that. <laughs> 
All right. Um, Phil, as always, thank you for joining us on Zingness, and definitely thank you for coming back for another year of us discussing Treehouse of Horror. As I said, we have next year to look forward to, as Eric has always already hinted at. But um, if if people enjoyed you on here, where can they find more from you? They can hear my opinions on other movies on my podcast, uh, The Picture Show with Austin and Phil Rude. That's the uh, podcast that I do with my son. Uh, this season, we are watching trilogies, and we just finished up, speaking of two-headed people, yeah. uh, we just finished up the Evil Dead trilogy. Yes! Uh, and, and capped it off with Army of Darkness that just dropped uh, last week as we're recording this. Yes, very nice, very nice, sir. Very, very nice. Uh, I think we have we've... one uh, random Halloween movie uh, comes out next week. We did Train to Busan just to round out our Halloween movies for October because this is the season for good uh, spooky movies. Yes, and um, as for you listening, when he says next week, it will probably be available as you're listening to this. So as there you're, you go. Uh, yes. So there you go for that. Go 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 check out the picture show with Phil Rude and Austin Rude. Uh, I was about to say Phil again. Eric, where can people... I'm so, I'm just so used to having mm. Phil on. It's just second nature now. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Eric Berg and at Backlog Berg. And, of course, you can find Zingness wherever you find great podcasts. And, of course, join us as Zingtober rolls on near the end of the month as we close out with a lot more... With one more fun thing for Halloween. Ooh. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Bye. You ruined the show!